welcome back to another solo session with Ash. This is Run the World, episode five, plus ones. Episode 5 plus 1. Remember last episode, it ended when Sandy and Matt realized that they had been found out by the administration of her PhD program. So they are now in separate interviews slash interrogations. And basically, the people are asking, you know, hey, how long have y'all been together? And then we see a flashback to them in the home. And there he Matthew wants to lie and say, oh, it's only been six months. And Sandy's like, why would we start this off with a lie if our whole goal is to make sure that, you know, we get them to approve of us? So they both say two years. They tell the truth. Funny question, the interviewer's like, did y'all do it on campus or did y'all have sex on campus property? And they're both like, no, no, no. Sandy's like, I would never. Child, <laughs> they throw this montage up on the screen of Sandy getting as much of Matthew as much as she can or where she can on campus. They in the library, they in the um, conference rooms. They were just being wild. And then, of course, you know, finally, the person says, well, why do you feel like you deserve the exemption? And Sandy says she feels like it's important that other students get to learn from Matthew because Matthew, what she calls him a giant. She says, you know, he has done some great work in his career, but also at this program. So it would only make sense that they be able to still conduct their relationship and also, you know, still go about their academic careers. Matthew says that since the Me Too movement has happened, it's very hard for people to imagine that there is a consensual relationship where the power dynamics are different. And I can kind of agree with that. I feel like for the most part, the whole thing with Me Too has been everyone's felt take not everyone but the biggest thing is people are being taken advantage of by those in a higher status so I can kind of see where he's coming from but ultimately it seems like the school approves and they literally walk off hand in hand together and you see in the next scene that they have officially combined households and by combined households she sold slash left her apartment and moved in with him she reminds him that this is what he wanted and then Amari comes out and is like hey girl just so you know you need to pull it together and like understand how we do things and Sandy's like well what do you mean and Amari's like well you've been putting stuff in the wrong places and for the most part when you leave I've been taking care of it for you and not saying anything but you know now that you live here I think it's very important that you understand how we do things and Sandy's very much like, oh my God, this child just shade me? And Matt's like, I think she did, which is shocking because I thought she liked you more than she liked me. And based on, you know, the communication system that Sandy and Amari have, I would also agree. <laughs> it seemed like Amari likes Sandy more. But, you know, whatevs. 
we see this scene where Sandy has really fallen into this maternal role. She's made sure that she helps Amari get ready for this dinner that they're having. And Sandy tells her, you know, we're just celebrating your dad and I's relationship, you know, taking a new step. And everyone's just like, okay. Amari's like, sure, girl. Um, I just want to talk about how cute I'm going to be at this party. You're welcome, you know. have at it eat your heart out so next scene Ella comes over to the house early and she's pretty much like oh yeah I just want to come over and help and and help or I want to talk blah blah she's got ulterior motives but we'll get to that Sandy is in full hostess mode. She's cutting vegetables and stirring all types of stews and taste tests and stuff. And I guess like Ella's confused as to why this party is so important. And Sandy explains that, well, because she and Matt have now had their relationship recognized by the university, he can no longer be her thesis advisor for her PhD program. And technically, that is not just something that's very casual. Normally, your thesis advisor is the person who makes sure you get get grants and funding. And it's just tied to a whole bunch of academic business stuff. So she says that she needs this party to help curry favor. And Ella's like, okay, girl. Well, in the meantime, um, I need some advice about Anderson. And Sandy's looking at her like, Anderson? And and Ella's basically like, I want to invite Anderson to the wedding as my plus one. Sandy tells her, wedding photos are forever. We do not want to have to pull your head out of the toilet when Anderson basically does what he always does, which is be a fuckboy. And quite frankly, I agree. (laughs) Like I wrote in my notes, wedding photos are forever a word because that is the ultimate truth. And you don't want to sit here and look back at your friend's wedding photos and realize, oh, that nigga was supposed to be with me, but you know, he was off doing fuckboy shit. And your friend does not want to look back at her wedding photos and be like, wow, my wedding was ruined because my friend was in her feelings about some nigga. I'm just saying. So we have now come to the scene at the party and, you know, the party is in full swing. There's drinks flowing, people fixing food, you know, everyone's co-mingling and, you know, everyone's, you know, getting their socializing on. And we find out in this scene that Matthew comes from a very prominent and notable family in New York, specifically Harlem. Um, Their ties go back there since before the Harlem Renaissance. And, you know, even Amari as a young girl is pointing out like this little tricycle that I have has been in my family for generations and now it's mine. And I was just like, you better do it, boo. Ella and Whitney are at the party and, you know, they're just watching Sandy spin around. And Ella and Whitney point out that Sandy is like really good at this hostess thing. And they're like, did we know that she was this good? And Ella says, well, you know, Sandy's, the grits is always good at this thing. And Whitney's like, I'm sorry, grits? <laughs> like what? 
And she's like, the food? And Ella's like, girl, no. Girls raised in the South. And Whitney's like, you know what? That is accurate. As we know, Ella, Whitney, Renee, and Sandy all went to Spelman. I'm not sure if they met Sandy at Spelman because we know that Ella, Whitney, and Renee have known each other since childhood. So that's a little confusing. And we know that Sandy is from Memphis. So I'm not sure when their cross passed. I mean, when their paths cross. Hopefully we'll find that out in later episodes. But they're very much like, yeah, she is very much like those girls from Spelman who we met. You know, she knows how to dazzle with her words and be the hostess with the mostest. And, you know, they're just like, well, girl, better get it. So then we find out that Whitney's mom is coming into town, Mama Gwen, because Whitney's dress is finally done. And basically, you know, they're going to do this final fitting. Whitney's not really happy about her mom coming. And it's interesting because Ella's more excited. Ella's like, you know, I love Mama Gwen. And Whitney's like, well, how about she stay at your apartment so she can be, you know, out my face. And we're just like, as the viewers, we're all very confused, like, sis what's tea like is your mom was your mom abusive like what happened you know you you think the worst but we'll find that out later um we see amari comes up to whitney and she's like auntie whitney she's asking her something about a what about the wedding and her wedding dress and for the most part i think i noted in this moment that Sandy's friends have, like, Sandy has stepped into the role of mother slash matriarch, but Sandy's friends have also stepped into the role of aunties. So I think that is very important to note. And I think it's really sweet that, you know, they have accepted this baby or this child, because Amara's like six at this point. They've accepted this child into their own little village. So I think that's cool. Um, Amari, she's excited about the wedding, so she walks or walks off, and she's singing or humming Here Comes the Bride, and Whitney and them are like, how does she know that song? And Sandy's like, well, you know, the cartoons are not feminist. And as someone with a women's studies degree, I thought that was kind of funny. Finally, Renee arrives to the party, and Renee brings some random man, and Sandy is like, I beg your nigga ass farting. Who the fuck is this? Harper, who this nigga? <laughs> and Sandy's very upset with Renee at this point. She's like, girl, why are you bringing some random dude into me and my boo thing's home? And I didn't invite him. And Renee's like, girl, his name is Reed. He's a private equity manager or something with stocks and investment. He got money. And apparently she touched his dick in the taxi ride over. And she's like, that nigga packing. So I'm good. Sandy is pretty much, she's pissed at this point. But Renee keeps going. Renee mentions that this party looks like where black Twitter goes to subtweet each other. And I instantly think of the Blavity Blacks. <laughs> and I guess everyone else is thinking it too. Because Sandy's like, I'm going to leave you here with your friends. Because as of right now, I don't have time to tell you off like I really want to. So I'm going to leave you alone. And Renee's like, well, damn, so Okay, whatever. So the party continues going on and we get to what I feel like is the most notable part of this episode. 
at least at, le- at least in my opinion, I think it's very notable. So there is a woman there, and the woman's name is Professor Baptiste. And Professor Baptiste, Renee, Ella, and I believe Sandy are all having a conversation about, I guess, like power dynamics in a relationship. Or no, they're talking about intellectual honesty and being even in intellect. So Sandy's like, yeah, you know, I just think it's so important in a relationship that both people bring the same amount of intellect and knowledge into the relationship or I guess emotional labor. I really don't know what's happening, but I can tell Sandy is trying to sell herself to hopefully get a new thesis advisor. And in the process, Professor Professor Baptiste is like, well, yeah, power dynamics are always at work in relationships. And that's why so many women fuck up. And everyone's like, fuck up hold up what and professor baptiste is like fucking up as in not you fuck up like you screwed up but fucking up as in your upward mobility she goes on to explain that every woman deserves to sleep with at least one man who can advance her station in life sex and ambition do not have to be mutually exclusive like y'all i sat here and quoted it because i so uh, <laughs> i so agree with this and she says sex there's sex that gets you nowhere but why not have sex that gets you everywhere And she pretty much says that if you look behind every woman, you will see the men that she fucked, which I don't know how you would see that unless the woman is actively like talking about her um, prior, (laughs) her prior, you know, men, but whatever. But ultimately she says, you know, like who wants to be a great woman with low self-esteem and say that she didn't get everything she could out of life because ultimately these men get to be around women who can possibly advance their station in life. Why not women have the same opportunity? Renee is like, hell yes, sis, I agree with you. She says hoes be winning. I don't think it's hoes be winning. I don't I don't think it's that because number one, I feel like the term ho is kind of outdated or you know it's just not really as informed but ultimately i feel like what professor baptiste is saying is that sometimes women deserve to be calculated in their interactions with whoever their partner is i don't think there's nothing wrong with that and sandy is pissed so sandy goes into the kitchen she drags ella with her and she's just about to start (laughs) she's just about to start dragging professor baptiste and she finds professor baptiste in the kitchen washing a glass and they kind of butt heads about she's like why are you down here she's like oh girl there were no more clean glasses i just figured i'd go ahead and you know help out a little bit and she kind of like professor baptiste can sense that sandy is kind of like irritated and she's just like my bad sis and so she changes the subject. She says, girl, this is a great party. You know, um, <laughs> it's just, Professor Baptiste is a wild girl. And she's pretty much like, this is a really great party. You know, the last girl that Matt had, she could not cook as well as you, sis. She keeps saying sis. And she's like, yeah, you know. There's so for years the girls have been in the department trying to get Matt, but you must have been very special. <laughs> Sandy is livid at this point. 
And I want to say Ella says something about Baptiste. She's like, I really like your energy and I like your mind and the way you think about things. Professor Baptiste is like, I love your hair. She says only a powerful woman can pull off a bald haircut. And Ella's like, oh my God, thank you. And Sandy is pissed. Basically, um, the party ends and Sandy and Matt are getting ready to go to bed. And Sandy's like, have you ever done this before? And Matt's like, what do you mean? She's like, have you ever hosted a party like this? And he's like, mm, every now and again, but it's never been to this magnitude. And I've never hosted it with a student or a romantic partner. Matt is none the wiser that Sandy is pissed. And then Sandy goes to bed. So now we have gotten to a scene with Renee and Reed. Um, they're going hot and heavy. And Renee keeps getting hit by Reed's chain. So, you know, if y'all are ever on social media, you know, you'll see a lot of women who are like, you know, out it's gold chain dangling in my face season, a.k.a. It's time to, you know, really, you know, play that horizontal tune and stop and start fucking on these niggas. But Renee is keep repeatedly getting hit in the face by this chain. And she was like, Reed, can you take the chain off? And he's like, no, um, this chain has her in it. And Renee is like, who is her? So I'm watching this. I'm thinking, does he have his mom's ashes in the chain? Because at this point, I'm like, okay, so there's ashes in the chain. I just don't know whose it is. Turns out the ashes are Reed's deceased wife. And then he proceeds to orgasm as he talks about what a great woman his wife was. And um, yeah, he comes and Renee is just sitting there looking like, what the fuck just happened? And he has the nerve to collapse on top and like, <laughs> like kiss Renee on the forehead and Renee is mortified at this point and I'm just like I didn't have that on my bingo card I did not have that on my bingo card at all so next scene we see Mama Gwen and Whitney are in the Uber or the taxi I don't know people in New York still take taxis apparently but yeah so they're in the back of the car and Mama Gwen is really invested in the wedding planning process but in a good way like she's really excited um she talks about how she you know just wanted to see the dress and she wants to see the shoes and everything and Whitney's kind of just like sh shutting her down at every angle she's like because her mom's like so what shoes did you decide on or do you know you're still looking she's like i already chose the shoes she was gonna be at the um boutique when we get there and her mom's like okay well what about the veil and whitney's like well girl i guess i mean i already have one in mind but you know i guess we'll figure it out and i'm just like damn whitney what is going on so I think Mama Gwen asks about the lighting. Mama Gwen and, and I'm gonna call her Mama Gwen cause she's just so wonderful. But Renee, Lord, not Renee, Whitney's mom and father really want to make sure that they patronize black owned businesses as vendors for this wedding. So they mentioned, hey, we saw in the invoices 
that this lighting company is, you know, it's not owned by a black person. And Whitney's like, yeah, we couldn't find that. It's almost like we're locked out of the vocation. And Mama Gwen's like, well, you know, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Y'all, I'm just not appreciating how Whitney is coming at Mama Gwen. And, like, I know everybody didn't grow up with the warm and fuzzies when it comes to parents. That's totally fine. But, like, this is some legit tea. And I don't I don't know. I just don't feel good about it. So, Renee, Sandy, and Ella are at the bridal salon because they're not only there to see Whitney's wedding dress but they are also there to try on their bridesmaid dresses and so Renee is telling them about what happened and I think Sandy makes the joke that (laughs) Renee was getting fucked by dead weight and I I laughed a little bit too hard at that um I apologize I laughed too hard then we see Renee is like, you know, this dress don't got no slit in it. You know, it don't pass the wobble test. And everyone's like, girl, calm down. And then, of course, Whitney and Mama Gwen get there. And, oh, my God, Whitney's friends love Mama Gwen. Like, they are so excited to see her. And it's literally to a point where they're like, oh, my God, hi, Mama Gwen. And Whitney's like, hey, girl, remember me? And they're like, oh, hey, girl chopped liver which is fine whatever but you know it's very clear that mama Gwen is an icon like I don't know how to explain it but she, her energy just gives me like she she is a fun person <laughs> Renee is like mama Gwen what do you think about me getting the split so I can show a little leg and mama Gwen's like you know I could get with that she started popping her leg too and Whitney becomes a wet blanket she's like no we're not doing that here and the girls quickly see that Whitney has an attitude and their exact words were I'm not in the mood for her mood and they kind of just like in a way I kind of feel like they're trying to figure out, okay, who is going to deal with her and her foolishness today? It's not going to be me. Like, you going to deal with her? You going to deal with her? Whatever. They get to talking about how Hope, there's a woman named Hope who is the maid of honor. She's supposed to be at this fitting as well. And they're like, you know, technically, if Hope hadn't introduced Ola and Whitney, I feel like Ella would be the maid of honor. And Renee's like, um, no, you wouldn't because you told everyone that Whitney still peed the bed up until sixth grade. So clearly, I would be the maid of honor. And then Hope arrives, and the first thing I think is, oh my God, Hope is a Jill, Jack and Jill black through and through. Think of that what you will. I'ma leave it at that. She mentions that she knows someone from the links. And the Lynx is a very noticeable organization for black women. Um, I even think I thought about like joining the Lynx. Matter of fact, the Lynx is like junior league, but for black women. And it's very, the, how can I explain? It is a very 
It's a mad stush organization. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, Some of the most notable, I guess, like political um, figures and, you know, journalists. Like there are some very notable women in links. And, you know, you also will see a lot of women who belong to black Greek letter organizations who are also members of the links. Anywho's. Hope's is, Hope is just going off about, yeah, you know, I did this and I did that on the plane, blah, blah, blah. And the other girls clearly do not like her. And it's kind of just a little confusing. And I guess I'm like, I, are they off put by Hope? I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just clear that they do not rock with her like that. She is not a part of the squad, whatever. Whitney is in the dressing room and her mom is trying to help her and (laughs) she just snaps at her mom and like legit I mean she just goes off on her and I feel like her mom asked a very legitimate question and Whitney was just an asshole to her and so she's like just go sit down and let like the wedding dress shop owner do their job and help me into the dress and Mama Gwen looks very defeated and she looks really sad. So Sandy and Ella and Renee are back in the waiting room or like in the little dressing room sitting area. They're waiting for Whitney and Sandy is like, you know, I don't like how Professor Baptiste called me sis. She starts going on. She's like, I'm not your sis, bitch, blah, blah, blah. And Ella and, Ella and Renee are like, damn, girl. I feel like you're overreacting a little bit. And Sandy's like, you're taking Baptiste's side. And Ella and Renee are both like, girl, I think you just took it personal. You need to calm down. So Hope is like, well, let's change the subject. Let's talk about <laughs> this bachelorette trip that I have planned. I need all y'all to give me $800 by next week. And the girls are like, $800 for what? Hope's like, oh, the hotel, you know, a private chef, bottle service. And Ella and Renee both comment like, girl, we are too plugged to be paying for bottle service. Like, we don't pay for shit at the club, blah, blah, blah. And Hope's like, well, you know, I would have known that if someone would have answered my survey monkey. And in this moment, I realized Hope is me. Hope is the friend who plans and no one responds to the inquiries of the details or as my cousin Sam does. <laughs> Hope is like, I'm trying to get everybody's opinion and I'm sending you the itinerary and no one is paying attention. So Hope just says, you know what, I'm going to just plan everything. And quite frankly, I cannot blame Hope for this. And yeah, it's just, I feel like, wow, me and Hope are on the same wavelength. We not know Jack and Jill bullshit, but I can definitely feel where Hope is coming from. So Whitney finally comes out of the dressing room. And my first thought is, oh my God, that dress is so fuckly. Like it's got these layers and these weird sleeves. And it's just, excuse me. And then her hair is up. It just, I've worked in the wedding industry a very long time. And it, 
it just didn't give what it was supposed to give. But you know, whatever. Everyone is fawning over her. Mama G is so proud. She's like, my baby looks beautiful. And you know, the other girl's like, Mommy. And Renee's like, hey girl, so by the way, can we talk about that slip? And Ella's like, Renee, <laughs> Ella's like, Renee, shut up, Whitney, don't worry about it. And Renee's like, no, we all just agree that we would ask for alterations. And Sandy's like, well, Renee, I don't know why you expected Ella to have your back anyway. And Sandy's really getting on my nerves. She's being very passive aggressive. And I'm just like, Sandy, let the shit go. And so she's like, you know, I'm just saying, if I have a problem with a bitch, you got to have a problem with the same bitch. And Mama Gwen is visibly disturbed. She's like, ladies, um, we are not here for this. Let's conduct ourselves in a upstanding manner. And Renee is like, well, since we're talking about the wedding, I would like for you to disinvite Jason. And Whitney's like, are, are you serious? <laughs> And Renee's like, yeah, you know, I don't want him there. And Hope steps in and says, you know, it would be very rude and not good manners to invite someone and then disinvite them. And Renee's like, oh, I'm sorry, sis. I didn't think I was talking to you. And then Ella's like, well, since we're talking about plus ones, Renee skipped in front of me because I was going to ask you to be, I was going to ask Anderson to be my plus one. Everyone starts spiraling and eventually Whitney's like I'm sorry we need to have a closed door session because y'all bitches have lost y'all mind Hope is like well I want to come too and Whitney tells her you don't need what they need and I'm like you know what that is fair that is fucking fair so Whitney goes off which she kind of had a right to go off but we'll later, you know, see in the episode, we'll see later in the episode that her anger was a little bit misplaced. But at the same time, her people was wilding the fuck out. She tells Sandy, I don't have time to listen to your this is us drama. <laughs> I don't know. Whitney is a mean friend. <laughs> like she told, um, what is she, what is she, t- <laughs> What did she tell Renee? Like, girl, we crossing into the part of the conversation about you right now. Just after Renee was like, girl, I'm getting a divorce. And now she's like, I don't have time for you. This is us drama. And I'm like, damn, Whitney. But whatever. Um, She tells Renee, Jason is in the wedding. I can't uninvite him, sis. And Renee's like, well, can I at least have a plus one? And Whitney's like, girl, go to hell. No. Then she tells Ella... I put up with Anderson because I am ambivalent when it comes to your dating life. But Anderson cannot be at this wedding. He cannot be a plus one. Point blank period. And she's like, also, if I won't let Renee have a plus one, you are not allowed to have a plus one either. And then she finally tells them, you know, I need y'all to start acting like my friends instead of like a reality show where we were cast together and told we tell the public we're friends but we're not friends and I'm like hmm that's a read but that's the horse of a different color and she was like also please be nice to Hope because Hope flew all the way from California she flew from California to Harlem or to New York for a dress fitting like literally homegirl bought her suitcase with her to the salon so she was like, you know, be nice. She's acting like a friend, unlike y'all. 
So everybody, you know, hobbles out. But of course, Renee is still asking about this goddamn slit. And Whitney's like, girl, if you don't get out my face. So <laughs> that kind of wraps that up. And now they are finally at dinner. Well, at least Whitney and Mama Gwen go to dinner. Mama Gwen is still trying to make a concerted effort. And she's like, hmm, well, let me suggest. I'm like, I know you like foie gras, a.k.a. I believe it's, I believe foie gras is duck liver. And Whitney just snaps at her. She's like, that's really fatty. I can't have nothing fatty like that before the wedding. Mama Gwen just looks like, girl what 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 is it what gives sis like what is the issue but they're interrupted because ola calls it's very clear that mama gwen loves ola ola loves mama gwen and they're just about to start talking about the bridesmaid dresses mama gwen tells ola like your girl looks gorgeous but also her friends look amazing and she's just about to like say well let me show you the bridesmaid dresses and when it just shows her ass and whitney's like she she's just nonchalant to her disrespect to her mother at this point so mama gwen is like okay so she and i said she does what all moms do she's like so what's good why are you angry? And she says, you're angry at me. You're angry at your friends. And I just don't understand where all of this anger is coming from. And Whitney's like, well, I'm trying to, I'm doing all of this for you. And Mama G's like, no, you want this wedding. Whitney says, well, you know, we would have gotten married years ago. We would have just eloped, but I know it would have broken your heart. And Mama Gwen is just like, girl, at the end of the day, and she says, and I quote, I want you as my child, happy, whole, and healthy. If that means that you would have ended up eloping, okay, were you happy? Were you whole? Were you healthy? All right, then. Mama G tells her that she is afraid to talk to her and she just calls her every morning just to make sure that she can keep contact with her. And Whitney's like, well, you always ask about Ella and Renee and Sandy. And Mama Gwen's like, it's to keep you on the phone because you won't let me in. You won't really tell me about work. You're incredibly private about your relationship, which I don't blame Whitney for being private about the relationship, but also at the same time, like, what what is this barrier you have with your own mother? And I cannot see from any of the evidence presented that Whitney's mom is this terrible, no good, horrible parent. She seems like she has been present and she has always wanted what's best for Whitney. And Mama G tells her, you know, just so we're clear, I don't apologize for expecting greatness from you because your father and I recognized your potential and we provided you with all the resources and all the tools necessary. And here you are. You are a powerful investment banker. You have a blooming career and you are an excellent woman. And she's like, I don't apologize for expecting that you would turn into this person because you had it in you. And quite frankly, I can't blame Mama Gwen. And I feel like maybe my opinion has changed because I see 
how my childhood went and how my mom and my dad raised me and I remember at one point you know I felt this pressure and my mom and my dad have constantly said our pressure was not on you to you know do specific things but it was to make sure you did something with your life and you were able to be self-sufficient and I feel like there is nothing wrong with asking that of your children and she finally says I just wish you would let me in and I guess Whitney the ice queen finally melts and the waiter comes and Whitney's like, well, we'll go ahead and get the foie gras after all. We'll also get some bread and some butter and some old fashions because we got to catch up. And the episode ends and I'm like, oh, finally a win for Mama Gwen. So that is the end of the episode. And next, next, mm, The next episode, I'm not really sure what's happening. They're all going to a therapist, but none of them know that it's the same therapist. Whatever. Either way, thank y'all so much for hanging out with me for this review. As I mentioned, this has been episode five. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AuntieAsh underscore. You can find Kiki at K-Dior. Just a reminder, Kiki is about, there's maybe three weeks left with her ready to love recaps as we're almost to the end of the season and she has also done another recap of BET's The Encore so I hope y'all check that out and we will be back with another episode of On The Rocks very soon. I love you all and I hope y'all have a great day. Bye!